recorded live in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Trivial Warfare. More than just a pub quiz, Trivial Warfare is your gateway to a worldwide trivia community. Join your hosts, Jonathan. Take these broken wings, it's Mr. Mister. Broken wings. Son of a beasting. Chris. I thought it was about a tree falling. I thought I was talking about a person going down. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Carmella. My vodka is telling me that no, they didn't. And the answer is yes, they were in 1854. You lied to me. Ben. Jonathan was literally, he was literally about to break things. He wasn't kidding. He was about to get it from his desk and destroy something valuable. (laughs) And the rest of the Trivial Warfare Army for another week of fun and games. Now here's your host, Jonathan Oaks. All right, welcome back to another episode of Trivial Warfare. We are the podcast that takes the pub quiz out of the pub and brings it home to you. My name is Jonathan, and I am here today with the inimitable Ben Young. I don't even know what that means. You have to look it up, my friend. I will. But you are that. (laughs) Okay. I said it right the first time. I'm not going to try and say it again. (laughs) It's a hard word to say. I'll I'll accept it for now until I look it up. That's fantastic. Uh, And we are joined today by two guests. Oh. First up, Mr. Tim Beggs. Hello, Tim. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you. And we are joined by Mr. Rich Flegel. Hello, Rich. Hey, how's it going? Fantastic, man. How are you? Can't complain. Let's get to know you guys a little bit better. We'll start with Tim. Tim, I want to know where you're from, what you do, and I've started asking people, um, I've started asking a random question for the show. So today's question is going to be, what is the longest you've ever walked at a single time and why? Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so I'll start with the easy ones. Uh, I just recently moved from the San Francisco Bay Area to central uh, New Jersey, so to be closer to uh, family. So uh, that's where I am. I currently am an HR manager for a food bank actually out in California. So I am actually on the job hunt. Uh, so uh, that will be my, once I get settled here, that's my next kind of process, but uh, really love doing that. And the food bank I work for is, is, is a great organization. Uh, the longest walk I ever took, I think it was when I lived in San Francisco and uh, had nothing to do one day. So I actually walked from my apartment uh, out through the Presidio, which is by the Golden Gate Bridge, across the Golden Gate Bridge, into Sausalito and back. Um, and really, it was just to do something with my day more than anything else. And, wow, uh, that's just, a long walk. Yeah, it's probably about 12, 15 miles, maybe. Oh. So. But, but beautiful. So. It's so gorgeous. I've, I want to go out there so much. You haven't been to the to San Francisco? Not yet. I I oh. intended to go last year, and uh, the trip got canceled. It's a must. It yes. is. It is a beautiful city. Oh, we have uh, we have listeners out there that I was going to go see, and uh, I'm so disappointed I didn't get to go. But very cool. It's great to have you here. Now, um, have you met any of our other friends up in New Jersey? We have a lot of uh, a lot of cool listeners up there. No, I actually haven't yet, so I'd love to get hooked up. So, uh, Jersey folks, reach out to Tim Beggs. We have uh, people like Jeffrey Seguritans out there, Helen Yu, Jerry Michelle, lots of people. 
good group cool. up there. All right, Rich, tell everybody where you're from, what you do, and tell us about your longest walk. Currently, we live in uh, Honeyway Falls, New York, which is about a half an hour south of Rochester, New York, just uh, on the cusp of the Finger Lakes. I work at Rochester Institute of Technology. It's a tech college up here, and uh, I work in the computer engineering department as a system administrator. The longest walk um, in upstate New York here, we've got the Adirondack Mountains. Uh, there's 42 peaks, 46 peaks, 46 peaks. Um, and I've done five of them. Oh yeah. I don't know how long they all are, but I did the easy ones. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Ben, as they were telling us about where they, where they've walked, I thought to myself, I feel like everybody else lives in more scenic places than we do. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, the Adirondack mountains, the golden gate bridge, True. We got, we got, Blanding. We have nothing. <laughs> don't forget where we're sitting is about fifteen minutes from the beach, from the ocean. So All right, I we, don't, ha- we do have that. I discount the beach because I don't like the beach. Me either. <laughs> so, so in my mind, Jacksonville is like in the middle of nowhere. It is near a beach, but I don't give it credit for that because I don't go. Indeed. Yeah, but you're right. If I want a nice a nice walk, I should go to the beach. Yes. I don't know. Down there, I've been to Neptune Beach down there. That's real nice. That's probably like 45 minutes from you guys, right? Uh, closer than that. Closer than that. Very close. Yeah. Half hour. Yeah. So, uh, it, by the way, you uh, you said you're a systems administrator or systems engineer at a technical college. You are the tech at a tech teaching <laughs> institution. No pressure there. Yes. No pressure at all. <laughs> it, it, it's actually funny because my, my boss doesn't really know what I do on a day-to-day basis, so and I pretty much have no accountability whatsoever. <laughs> that's amazing, <laughs> that's sort the best of. kind of job. I'm telling you what, man. It's kind of easy to fire you, but... Yeah. No, no, it's not, because you're afraid something's going to break if they're not there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Trust me, I have a guy, I have a guy, he doesn't work for me, but we work closely together, and I'm terrified that he will he will leave at some point, and I'm trying to put backup plans in place, but it's like, man, <laughs> y'all don't understand. If he goes, stuff is going to happen. And my bosses are like, what stuff? I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> but it's going to be bad. It's <laughs> right. hilarious. All right, guys. Well, I think it's time to get started, so let us warm it up, Chris. It's time to warm it up on Trivial Warfare today. And there's only one person who can warm it up for the TWA, and that's Chris, and sometimes Jonathan. Warm It Up Chris will be brought to you today by Jonathan. Okay. All right, guys. So today's Warm It Up Chris comes from a prolific Warm It Up Chris writer. It comes from Kale Thompson. Okay. Hey, Kale. Kale says, Dr. Pepper. Claims to be a combination of 23 different flavors. Oh, boy. Let's find out how many of those flavors we can name. Oh, my God. Now, I'm going to give you a couple of hints, okay? Because I think that this is kind of hard, but also kind of fun. So, I'm going to tell you that there are some traditional flavors in here, some fruits and some other things that you know to be flavors. So, that's good stuff. All right. You're also going to find like some spices in here. Okay. So it's not just like, it's not just fruits and whatnot. There are spices in here. Okay. Okay. So those are your hints. And we will start with Ben. 
So if I were to say something like natural flavors, I wouldn't get credit for that. Uh, na- <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to need you to be more specific. <laughs> All right. Let's go with cherry. Cherry is number two on the list. Yes. Good job. Tim. I've always heard rumors that there's prunes in Dr. Pepper. Uh, I've heard rumors that the, f- or I've been told that the flavor tastes like prunes, but looking at the list, there are no prunes in Dr. Pepper. <sighs> All right. Rich. Vanilla. Vanilla is number five on the list. Good job. All right. Ben. I'm out already. Come um, on, dude. <laughs> root beer. Root beer. You think it tastes like another soda? I don't know. <laughs> root. <laughs> does it have root in it? It does not have root okay. or beer in it. All right. I'll give you both answers. Neither one is correct. <laughs> All right, Tim. Uh, I don't think it, but I know the a main ingredient in, in Coke is cinnamon. Cinnamon. Cinnamon is not correct. It was uh. a very good guess, though. So literally the only things I wrote down were cherry, vanilla, and cinnamon. You're going to have <laughs> to think of something else. Um, orange. Orange is correct. Wow. Orange is one of the 23 flavors. Hmm. Ben. Uh, pepper. Pepper. In Dr. Pepper. Correct. Pepper. <laughs> I was hoping so. <laughs> Pepper is one of the 23 flavors. Wow. Uh, Tim. Going to go with the spice of mace. Mace. Is that the one they turn into uh, the, the protection yeah, right. chemical? Yes. No. Not in there. All right, Rich. Lemon. Lemon is a correct answer. Wow. Rich has got That's the hang right. of this. All right, Ben. So. Would, would there be like sweeteners? Is that are you counting that as a flavor? No, that's not going to count as a flavor. I'll, I'll give you a different guess. Uh, uh, lime. Lime is not correct. Uh, <laughs> Tim. That was what I was going with, Ben. Uh, let's see. Uh, strawberry. Strawberry not on the list. All right, Rich. Chocolate. Ah, uh, chocolate is not on the list. Uh. All right, so I'm going to uh, give you guys a couple of I'm going to give you guys a couple of hints here, but not all of the hints because frankly, I don't have hints for all of these. So, if you were to say what's the main flavor of a Coke, what would you say the main flavor of Coke would be? Coke, cola. Yeah. Cola. <laughs> cola. Number 1 on the list is cola. Oh. Uh, what is the nasty <laughs> flavor of a black jelly bean? Licorice. licorice licorice i love i love licorice yeah it's disgusting dude <laughs> disgusting <laughs> only red licorice is good uh, <laughs> red licorice is okay but yeah, it's twizzlers, twizzlers are okay black black jelly beans are bleh. disgusting yes mm-hmm. uh that's what i said <laughs> uh what liqueur is made with almonds amaretto. amaretto amaretto is one of the flavors uh somebody already said vanilla right yep all yeah, right yep. Name a berry that you pluck off of a bush. Blackberry. Blackberries on the list. Hmm. What do you get when you melt down sugar? Uh, caramel. Uh, Caramel's on the list. Caramel. So what is the flower that lends its flavoring to licorice a lot of times? Anise. Anise, yes. Hmm. Uh, Hmm. Kale said, I don't know what this is. But I choose to imagine it is pronounced like anus. <laughs> All right. Which would be awesome if anus was one of the 23 flavors in Dr. Pepper. I would Pepper. never drink that ever again. <laughs> that's, that's what's in licorice. 
Yeah. Star that's what, anus. Yes. What is a in in root beer? I, I think this is right. Um, what is the primary flavoring in root beer? Or root. it's also sassafras. Uh, close. Did you, what did you say, Rich? Sarsaparilla. Sarsaparilla is in here. Uh, who? What? What was the name of the movie star in Gilligan's Island? Ginger. Ginger is correct. Wow, it's got ginger in it. It's got ginger in it. Uh, what if you're slow as blank? Hell, a turtle. <laughs> wow. All right. So. <laughs> I'm I'm a little I'm, I'm a different generation. When I was growing up molasses. in the South, we used to say "slow as molasses." Oh, molasses yes. Yeah. Um, cardamom is in here. Nutmeg is in here. Allspice, coriander, juniper. I think wow. that's coriander and juniper. Uh, birch and prickly ash. Those are the wow. final flavors. There are a ton of spices in that. Yes, I, that's why yeah. I gave the hint that spices were heavily in there. Wow. So those are with the 23 flavors of Dr. Pepper, and that is your warm-it-up, Chris. Good job, guys. It's like they were making chicken and said, oh, this tastes good as a cola instead. Like, <laughs> Let's take our chicken stock, yeah. throw some <laughs> exactly. cola in it, yeah. and see what's up. Is, is the colonel using Dr. Pepper to season his chicken? Uh, he might be now. You know. I that imagine would be a, t- a tie in they would take on. So Yeah, that doesn't have to taste bad. That sounds like that might be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I might eat that. <laughs> All right, guys. So today's game. It's gonna be Tim and Rich versus Jonathan, and Ben is gonna be hosting. And it's time to play the game. Play us. Oh yeah. Y'all know what time it is. This is Mr. Literature himself, cordially inviting you to the game. This is six rounds of trivia goodness. Three questions per round. Every right answer gets you 10 points. In the middle, we'll take a pause for the cause and ask a midpoint question worth up to 20 juicy points. After round six, you can wager any or all those points you've been building up and take a shot at the final round. It's a series of theme-based questions we call the gauntlet. It's just that easy, baby. But this game ain't gonna play itself, players. Let's get it on. You know, we should get Teddy Long as a guest host on here. We should. You should. Uh, you should work on that. <laughs> he's, your, he's your cousin, right? <laughs> we don't all know each other. Gosh. Yeah, we all look alike. We all know each other. And we I didn't all, say you look. We all like know him. how to sing, dance, and play basketball. Okay. What are we doing now? Oh, I know we got again. distracted, but we're starting the game. <laughs> All right. Round one, question one is in cars. That's a bad start. I need a new category. <laughs> <laughs> Volvo was founded in what country? So I drive a Volvo. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, if you, if you, anything you say, I can and will use against you. Just so you know. I'm aware. Okay. I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> I can lock that in unless you want to wait to talk about it. Right. Lock it. All right, we'll lock it in. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, so Volvo is Scandinavian. I'm confident in that. I don't know if it's Denmark or Sweden. I'm confident it's not Iceland. I'm pretty confident it's not Finland. And I don't think it's Norway. I think it is Denmark or Sweden. I'm going to guess Denmark. All right. Uh, we said Sweden. Oh, no. Yes, yes we did. <laughs> Correct answer is Sweden. No, bad start. Yeah. So, Iceland is considered a Scandinavian country? 
Yes. It is. Oh, this is, oh wait, I think no, it's no, much no, closer no, to no, England. I'm sorry. I'm, this, see, well, this is that Nordic same country. debate. Yeah. It is not Scandinavian. It is Nordic. Okay. Right. Okay. I know that uh, this TV show Vikings talks about there was an offshoot of the Vikings that actually went and settled in Iceland. Yeah. Yep. All right. Your second question in the round comes to us from Eric and Ashley Sutherland. Ooh, our Canadian friends. Yes. And it, this is Ben Murders a Hit. Already? I'm, yes. not, re- I don't, I'm not ready for this jelly. <laughs> you had coffee. Well, it was a lot of coffee, too. Yes. But, but I obviously couldn't get Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, man. All right. All those countries run together for me, too. So uh, I'm going to give you some lyrics from a 197, an iconic 1977 song. And I want you to tell me the title of the song. 1977 right. iconic this is, song. This is iconic. And I promise you, this is not Ben's definition. This is truly an iconic song. All right. All right. Here you go. Nothing to show but this brand new tattoo. But it's a real beauty, a Mexican cutie. How it got here, I haven't a clue. <laughs> oh, I can actually know this one. Yeah. I think I know it too. Give me just a second to make sure I place it in my head. All right. I'm going to lock in. All right, fellas, you can talk it out. All right. Yeah, so it's definitely so, Jimmy Buffett, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Margar- uh, Margaritaville. Yeah, Margaritaville. That's that's it. Does that for sure. sound good that's, to you? Yes, yeah. that's it. All right, waste away in, Mar- in Margaritaville. Yeah. All right. So locking in with Margaritaville. All right. And I'm wasting away again in Margaritaville. Correct answer is Margaritaville. Looking Ooh. for my lost shaker soul. I had no idea that song was the same age I am. Oh. If it makes you feel better, you're a year younger than I am. <laughs> you're a year older you than feel I am. any better, I'm 28. <laughs> <sighs> he was born in the 90s. Damn, dude. That's, right at the that's, that's rude. He was born in 89. Right at the cusp of the 90s. Right, yeah, right. when uh, right where Paula Abdul was getting her start. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. That's not true at all. Well. You know, she sang before she was a terrible judge, so. <laughs> I did know that. Okay. All right, your last question around is in science. 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 In 1796, Edward Jenner developed the world's first successful vaccine. What disease did this vaccine target? This, this reminds me of something that I need to do. I need to go back and review <laughs> the people who did vaccines and what they did them for because this just it used to be just common knowledge for me where you name a person or people and I could tell you their vaccine but lately not so much Sounds like you need to get with uh, Seguritan and uh, do some journaling Oh my god dude I don't have that kind of energy <laughs> I'm much more lazy about my trivia than Jeffrey is. Well, you don't really have that kind of time either. No. I don't think well, he has that thought, kind of time. I only thought the only journaling you did was for therapy. Exactly. Have you seen his journals? No. Oh, dude. Friend Jeffrey online and you'll start to get pictures of his pages as he writes them. Yeah. And it's insane. It's intense. It's really intense. All right. I am locked in. I, I got it down to two. And I'm just hoping I chose right. I'm, I'm, it's it's a, it's another Volvo question. Jenner drives a Volvo, obviously. <laughs> there you go. Makes sense. And he's from Denmark. There yes. You go. <laughs> All right. 
Tanner Rich. Uh, I do not know. Okay, so I'm thinking smallpox. And yeah, I, you know, I was thinking that too because I remember thinking that the first inoculation was against smallpox because the whole thing with he he, uh, you you know, took the cowpox and made small you know, smallpox vaccine. But right. I thought that was somebody else. I mean, hmm. it's the best answer I could come up with too. So I'm, I'm not saying we shouldn't go with it. Yeah. I, just, <laughs> I feel like it's not a right answer, even yeah. though I think it's the best answer we have. Yeah, uh, I don't. I think every. I mean, the other things I'm thinking of are coming later. And okay, this is sad, but I think my only point of reference to this is the John Adams miniseries, where they're all dying. Of, they're all sick with smallpox, and they get inoculated, and that's of the right oh. period, right time oh, frame. Yeah. So ugh, that's all, right. all I got. I'm good with smallpox then. All right, lock that in. Yeah. Okay. All right. Smallpox, it is. This game is not going to go well for me. I'm just. I. I'm wondering if we might just. I might throw the white towel in right now. Mercy rule. Oh, this is just. No, you're, you're not going to do smallpox. That. Is so good of an answer. I didn't even think of smallpox. I went with yellow fever, and now I feel like a big doofus. The correct answer is smallpox. Nice. I. Uh, I. Ooh, hmm. Let me redo the score. Sheet. <laughs> I don't even know how those happened. At the end of the first round, Tim and Rich have 30 points. Uh, at the end of the first round, Jonathan has 10 because reasons. Because reasons. <laughs> reason. The reasons that we're here. So it's 30 to 10. Second round question one comes to us from, actually, this entire round comes to us from Brian Nash. Brian Nash, the useless trivia man. What's up, Brian? <laughs> All right, and your first question is the interwebs. What file sharing service that originally operated from 1999 to 2002 was banned on many college campuses because its overuse shut down campus high-speed networks? Really, you got the uh, systems engineer um, (laughs) over there who was growing up during this time? Yeah, that's great. Awesome, thanks. (laughs) I may or may not have been compensated. (laughs) <laughs> you, you did receive your hey, check don't, right Ben. don't put me out of the bus here I'm, I'm, I'm locked in All right. so I was going to school at that time and I'm pretty sure it's Napster yeah that was the first thing I wrote down I also wrote down things like LimeWire and DC++ but yeah I would think Napster don't forget yeah. BearShare yeah. I think he's just throwing us off there oh I think so too I'm not, <laughs> not listening to that if it was the right answer yeah right <laughs> So uh, that's uh, that's just what I remember of the of what was, when did when did Napster get shut down? Shortly like, after I graduated, and I graduated in '99, and that was the thing. Yeah, LimeWire was still going strong after that. That's the next answer I would have had. So I'm going to say, yeah, Napster sounds good. We can lock that in. All right. I said Napster. Correct answer is Napster. One of my favorite moments of Trivial Warfare history is like TW117 or so with Mm -hmm. uh, Diane and Glenn. Okay. Oh, yeah. And uh, they were trying to come up with the file sharing service that got its name from the founder's uh, dirty haircut or or, Mm -hmm. or disheveled hair. 
And the best that Glenn could come up with was dogpile. <laughs> and he's like, I, I made the joke. like, your hair looks like a dogpile. It's <laughs> good stuff, man. That's that day. Diane's like, come on, Glenn. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> All right. Your second question around is in sports. 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 Who was the only undefeated heavyweight boxer of the 20th century? I'm locked in. All right. So for a point of clarification, do you mean undefeated like their entire career or they were undefeated until they got beaten? They were undefeated. So their record was 49 and 0 at the time that they retired. Hey, oh, that's that okay. more information. <laughs> I apologize. I had already locked in. You can't do that. <laughs> I, I apologize. Would you like to change your answer? No, but they didn't need that. Damn it. <laughs> They're beating me. <laughs> <laughs> my fault you didn't ask um i do really enjoy boxing however i was born in 1989 so most of the 20th century i was not watching boxing in the 20th century i mean you've got like muhammad ali he was obviously not undefeated and neither were any of the people that were champion around that time and tyson was undefeated for a long time but obviously he bit people's ears off and that didn't go well for him (laughs) I mean, I'm just thinking old names like Joe Lewis, Max, I think it's Schmeling. I mean, these are old, early 20th century. Right. Yeah, 30s, 40s. I remember Vander Holyfield was undefeated for a long time. I don't remember who ended up beating him, if anybody. I don't have a better answer than that. All right. I'm I'm with you, so. All right, we're going to say Holyfield. All right. So I'm like 50% confident in this, and it takes me back to one of my favorite scenes in any movie of all time, which is the barbershop in Coming to America, where where the guy <laughs> is saying, Marciano. Rocky Marciano, Rocky yeah. Marciano, all you ever talk about is Rocky Marciano. He kicked Joe <laughs> Lewis's ass. <laughs> so I went with Rocky Marciano. Uh, the correct answer is the guy that kicked Joe Lewis's ass, it's ah. Rocky Marciano. Yes. I was literally going to quote that if you hadn't said it. So what was yours better than mine? He beat Joe Lewis's ass. <laughs> yours, yeah, yours is better, I think. Yeah, that's good. Last question around is in comics. Uh oh, are y'all good at comics? Depends on which kind of comics he means. Please be. Which one are you good at? I don't want to say. Please be the other. <laughs> Whatever it is, please be the other. Here's the question. Hmm. Uh, Spider-Man villains, Dr. Octopus, Craven, Electro, Mysterio, Sandman, and the Vulture tried banding together to defeat their arch nemesis. What name did they give themselves? I know this. All right, I'm locked in. All right. This this is the Sinister Six. All right. Uh, shout out to like Scott Barber and those guys. I read a lot of Spider-Man growing up. And there have been different people in the Sinister Six other than those six. It's been like probably five or six iterations of it, but... See, and I grew up with the Sunday comics, so I was in the other the other camp. So, all right, the Sinister Six. All right, I was I was listening carefully for the count because he also fought a group called the Masters of Evil, I think, which had some of the same members. If I'm not crazy, so uh, I definitely said the Sinister Six, and I want for our guys uh, Dan and Mike and those guys. I want to know who is which. Right? No, you want to. So you, you got six of y'all. Themselves. There are six members of the Sinister Six. 
who is Vulture in your group, right? <laughs> who, who who is, is that the, the ugliest one? No, like, just the guys <laughs> the guys who are a little less than, right? I want to I want <laughs> you need to, who's the Mysterio in your group? You know, that's uh that's what I need to know. That's amazing. <laughs> Quick answer is Sinister Six. And who thinks they're Dr. Octopus? That's that's the most important. Well, so my thing is I'm not so I'm I'm not big on knowledge of Spider-Man. But I'm like, how bad of a badass is Spider-Man that six of his arch nemesis have to team up to beat him and still are not consistently successful? <laughs> oh, at the end of the round, everybody. No, you didn't get all the points. Uh, I made up 10 there. So we got 50 for Tim and Rich to 40 for Jonathan. Third round. Your first question is an art. Art. We just had a super awesome art bonus we recorded last week. Oh, amazing. It's full on, full episode, nothing but art questions. Just full frontal art questions. And it went <laughs> fantastically well. I'm super excited about it. Awesome. I yes. look forward to hearing that. All right. The concept of linear perspective was developed by what artist who is also known for building the dome of the Florence Cathedral? Oh, boy. This is... Oh, boy. I super want to talk. <laughs> oh, my God. I've been there. I it, It's it's the Duomo. Uh, it's in the same area of the baptistry. When you hear about the baptistry with the golden doors, mm-hmm. that's outside of that, that Duomo. And it's probably the, the coolest architecture I've ever seen. It is stunning. And now you're asking me who built it. And the answer I had for linear perspective was a painter. How well do you know art? Uh, I am racking my brain right now. So I will tell you in multiple different places, uh, they refer to um, this dome as this person's dome. Like it, it, it's known as, for example, if I, I is known as Ben Young's dome. Okay. That's what it's known as. I've, uh, I have experienced the Bing, Ben Young's dome. <laughs> it's, it's a big-ass dome. And sometimes it's completely empty. Oh, man. Um, I don't think this is right, but it's a shame because I know that I knew this at one time. I'm locked in. All right. I think I did hear this at some point in time. And if it's who I think it is. They were a sculptor primarily, but they were they dabbled in a lot of things. And I'm not sure what the guy's name is, but I remember it starts with a B. And I have I wrote down Botticelli and Bernini. So I I wrote down the first thing I came up with was Botticelli. Mm-hmm. And and. With Bernini, that just threw me up. So, <laughs> sadly, I am going back to the... There was a miniseries called The Medici, who paid for it to be built. <sighs> I think Botticelli's... That's, this is going to drive me nuts. I think Botticelli's... <sighs> yeah. That was the first thing that came to mind was Botticelli. And my, Me too, frankly. So, I'm good with that. I, I, I think I'd only be causing more pain to drag this out so uh, and that's fair my other answer bernini i don't remember what he did i just remember the name started with a b and well, I, the person i'm thinking of i know is a b name so yeah. if it's not botticelli or bernini it's going to be somebody else whose name starts with a b 
Or I'm an idiot. One or the other. Damn it, Davis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we lock in with Botticelli? Yeah, I'm fine with that. All right, let's do it. All right. So Bernini's a famous sculptor. Oh. Uh, I remember an art history class or art appreciation class from when I was a teenager or like early 20s and uh, my my professor was obsessed with Rome and she was and Bernini was her favorite she literally said you can't walk a hundred yards in Rome without seeing a Bernini sculpture he's he's the most Mm -hmm. prolific sculptor in Rome (laughs) Um, the person who I would have answered for linear perspective was going to be Raphael uh, because School of Athens he's known for organizing his his paintings in this linear like draws you to a point in the distance and spreads out like that in a triangle and so i was thinking it was going to be raphael but raphael's not a not a person who i would have think would think architected anything that's not his skill set so the other name that i had other than raphael the other name that was calling to me was botticelli Botticelli did the birth of Venus, which is a super famous painting, mm-hmm. uh, which I have seen in person, and it is really awesome. And um, I couldn't connect him to the dome at all. I've been there, like I said, I've seen Ghiberti's doors, and there's just the tiniest thing drawing me to it, the tiniest little thing. So I locked in Botticelli. All right. Can you tell me who the first quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars was? Like Burline. No, I don't the, know. Well, the most popular. Oh, Brunel. Mark Brunel. Brunelleski is the Brunelleski. Brunelleski. Ah! Darn it. was a B sound. You're like you the, sure first cat- the first quarterback. <laughs> like, you don't know the first quarterback. Shut up. <laughs> He's popularly known as the first real quarterback. <laughs> Brunelleski. Man, no wonder we all said Botticelli. It's a B name with all those syllables. I thought about it right. was, was a type of pasta. Oh, man. Bertoli. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't, dude, I don't know. <laughs> I don't Getting even like pasta. with those Italians. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Your second question around is in sport ball. Sport ball. Sports. Sports. Hoist Gracie, a pioneer in the UFC, is credited with popularizing what specific martial art? I'm locked in. All right. UFC? Are you a UFC guy? I can't even say it. Um, uh, no, like I said, I like boxing, and I typically don't watch UFC because I. A lot of people disagree. Most people disagree with me, but I feel like it's more their jack of all trades, master of none. These mm-hmm. people, you know. Whereas boxing, those guys are at the higher, the highest level. You know, they are of that particular martial arts. They are the highest. You know. Yep. Um, and that to me is more interesting to watch, but I know in MMA they use, you know, judo, jujitsu, what else do they use? Taekwondo. Mm, I don't think so. So, all right. Yeah. Uh, Capoeira. That seems unlikely too. (laughs) (laughs) Before they answer, I have a question for Jonathan. What? If... So if they give an answer where I need more information, do I ask for the information? Ask for the information because I wrote down a high-level answer and a more specific answer in case you needed more information. I I had a feeling Mm -hmm. that you might be specific. Well, I'm going to ask more information, but do I ask it before you give your answer or after? Uh, You can do it before because I can cover it. Okay. 
I locked in my answer expecting that situation. Gotcha. Okay. Now, unfortunately, I feel like that helps me because uh, so there's jujitsu and there's br- Brazilian jujitsu, which would be more specific. Mm-hmm. I say we lock in jujitsu, and then if he asks, we'll say Brazilian jujitsu. Fantastic. All right, jujitsu. Gee, thanks, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was winning that way anyway. Okay, now, now wait a minute. <laughs> wait a damn minute. Okay? <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a damn Just sit minute. There and shut your mouth. I'm, I was trying to make sure I was being fair. I know. I know. But still, damn, Ben. <laughs> this is not my you wait until they lock in me. before you ask that question. Damn. So what, did you, what did you lock in with? Jiu-Jitsu. I need more information. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I locked in with that. I locked in with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Correct answer is BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I'm going to give nice. Ben... I'm, I'm actually giving Ben five of your points. You don't get four points. <laughs> we'll, take, we'll, we'll take it. Uh... Yeah, every UFC fighter now has to at least learn BJJ defense um, because it's that become that popular and that mainstream in the, in the sport. Is that the one where you're laying on your back and using your legs to defend? Uh, yeah, legs and arms. And generally yeah. speaking, the the person on their back is actually in the dominant position in most cases. Because they're making you tap. Yep, they're making you tap out. That's why Hoist was so successful in the beginning is because nobody knew anything about jujitsu. These boxers are like, right. oh, I got them on the ground. Yeah, I got them on the oh, ground. Oh. And, then, yeah, and then they get their arms broken. Like, what? <laughs> How did that happen? I was in the middle of punching right. him in the face. This, I, outweigh, <laughs> I outweigh this dude by 150 pounds. How is he tapping me? He really, it, honestly, it was it was like that. Yeah. It was like, I am punching this dude in the face, and all of a sudden, I'm in agonizing pain. <laughs> what in the hell just <laughs> what happened? happened? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so your last question in the round is going to be in music. Music. Uh, now, you guys will know Flavor Flay from the many reality shows that he was. Flay! <laughs> yes. So he starred in many reality shows, but he also was recently inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Was as, he really? Yes. As a member of what band? Oh, no. No. I don't. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I don't know. This <laughs> would be like. Body count. <laughs> He's one All of right. Ice-T's guys. All right. I've locked in my answer. I'm hoping for the best. All right. Funny story. When I was in high school, there were some people that called me Flago Flav. Flago Flav. Flago? His name's Flago. That's my last name. Oh, Flago. Gotcha. Yeah. oh wait. Is Flagel? Yeah. I don't bother correcting Why haven't you corrected right. me? I've said it wrong nobody like 18 times. Right. Yeah. It's... All right. Uh, I'm going to... Rich's last name is Flagel, people. Flagel. Don't worry about it. I don't have a good answer for this. Um, I'm trying to think of if I've heard of, remember hearing anybody get inducted into the Hall of Fame recently that would have anything to do with Flavor Flav, but I can't think of anything. I do think I remember saying that Cool in the Gang got inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but I can't imagine he's a part of Cool in the Is he one of the gang? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> That's the best he's I not got. cool, yeah. and I don't th- yeah. <laughs> and I, so I am not, music is not, and the only thing that came to mind, and I don't think this is anywhere, is Wu-Tang Clan. Cause I, I wrote trying- that down too, but I don't, I'm fairly certain he wasn't one of the Wu-Tang Okay. Because I just um, I heard just recently like all, the whole myriad of people and you know all the names they had and that but yeah 
I mean, that's not really uh, my style of music, so yeah. I don't can't say I could name every member of Wu Tang Clan, but I could name I, four or five of them, and or three or four of them at the very least, and none of them are Flavor Flav. Sadly, Margaritaville is much more my speed. Uh, yeah, mine too. <laughs> like, we got Rizza. We got Jizza, we got Inspect the Deck, we got Flavor of I got nothing. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, when was his? When was he making music? Like late '80s? Yeah, probably late '80s, early '90s. Right. So, 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 so in the prime of your youth. Right. Uh, <laughs> the prime. <laughs> I mean, he's not like one of the funky bunch, is he? With Mark I Mark, I don't, yeah, think. I don't think so either. <laughs> uh, I love this, Ed. I love this right now. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> is, is he, he one, one of the, the funky bunch? Is he one of the funky bunch? <laughs> I don't know who else could be. Then he's not a new kid on the block. Or he's part of InSync. Just no, missed that's him. That's definitely not it. <laughs> uh, I, I am. I'm just, just. I just guess something. I don't know. I'm. I don't. I'm just gonna stick with Wu Tang because that's fine. Yeah, got nothing better. Lock in there. All, All right. right, enter the flave. <laughs> is that your uh, answer? No, 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 no. I'm <laughs> I'm making a joke because they enter the Wu is is a album title for them. Uh, okay, so I didn't know for sure. I knew it wasn't NWA, and I'm hoping that Chuck D would like be like the serious guy in Public Enemy and Flavo Flav could have been like the hype man in Public Enemy. So I said Public Enemy. Correct answer is Public Enemy. Yes! Very good. Uh, Flavor Flav is highly regarded as the greatest hype man of all time. So he was the hype man? He was absolutely the he hype is man. To- <laughs> when I see him and think about him, he is totally a hype man. He is, yeah, when you think hype man... And you want to see, I want to be a good hype man. He is the model that you follow. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I started off poor, guys, but going into the midpoint, it is 60 to 60 because of Jonathan's knowledge of 80s rap. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your midpoint question comes to us from Steve Ellison. And your category is almost vice presidents. Uh, okay. Oh, I'm as good as I am at presidents. So bad at vice presidents. So You and bad. everybody else. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. For four points each, name the last five losing vice presidential candidates. In the U.S.? United States, yes. Okay. Wow. Losing for president? Yes. Or losing on the presidential ticket? They were the vice president on the loser's presidential ticket. Correct. Right. So Hillary's vice president. Said Got it. it he, honestly... If you ask me the last five losing presidential candidates, I'm going to struggle. <laughs> it's that bad, dude. Uh, okay. We're um, right down to election years. So that might help. Okay, I got them. All of them? Yep. All right. <laughs> well, I'm gonna. You can lock that in if you want. I'm not going to be much help. Okay. <laughs> like legitimately. I feel pretty good about this list, so. You, you said last, last five? Yep, last five. Uh, okay. Are you locking in? Yep. Yeah. Wow. 
All right, so I really am going to be embarrassed here, but I think I'm going to get one, and they're going to retake that full lead. All right. Uh, so I have <laughs> I have Kane for uh, Hillary's losing vice presidential candidate. Bog. God, it's Kane! <laughs> a fireball straight from hell. <laughs> uh, before that, the two Obama elections, I believe Obama beat Mitt Romney. And I have absolutely no idea who Romney's vice presidential candidate was. Worse off than that, I can't even think of the other Republican that Obama beat. <laughs> was it McCain? Did McCain? Yeah, I think it was McCain. Okay. Oh, ah, 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 ah. There's one Palin. Okay. Uh, okay. So I got a Palin. I got a Kane. I don't know who Romney's vice president was. I'm sure it would have been some business person, maybe a Texan. But I'm not going to get that one. Then it's the Bush years, and Bush in 2000. Actually, in the year 2000, uh, everybody just imagined Chris saying, in the year 2000, because um, <laughs> he will every time. He's in his car right now laughing. <laughs> I don't have any idea who Gore's vice presidential candidate was. And then what Democrat lost to Bush in 04? I don't know. Wow, that's terrible. So, um, I'm not going to waste our time because I don't think it's going to come to me. I, I am locked in with with uh, Kane and Palin. All right. So, in uh, 2016, it was Clinton Kane. In 2012, it was Romney Ryan, the Speaker of the House. Oh, it was Ryan. Oh, that's right. Uh. Let's see, that puts, uh, at eight, it was uh, McCain-Palin. Oh, four was John Kerry and John Edwards, the John Johns. John Kerry. And 2000, the painful Gore and Lieberman ticket. I thought about Lieberman, but I didn't think he was ever a vice presidential candidate. That's funny. First Jewish vice presidential candidate. Uh, you're, uh, you're good with your election information there, brother. Sad but true. Yeah, it pretty closely. <laughs> All right, uh, correct answers. Uh, Tim Kaine, Paul Ryan, Sarah Palin, John Edwards, and Joe Lieberman. And that puts Ooh. the scores at 80 to 68 after the midpoint. Uh, Rich and Tim have reestablished their lead. Good job, man. I've All right. not been. Good for something. Like, I'd have got you a Palin. That's it. <laughs> well, good. Go. That's right. All right. Fourth round begins with a question in TV. Damn it. All right. <laughs> Didn't plan this, but it's pretty awesome. Uh, so our warm up, Chris, was about Dr. Pepper. This question is about Diet Dr. Pepper. Wow. <laughs> the character Lil Sweet from Diet Dr. Pepper commercials is played by what American Idol contestant? Is that show still on? Yeah. Mm. I've learned my lesson about answering questions like that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I'm locked in. You guys can talk. I haven't watched an ad in forever. So no, I have. I don't, even, I, I, I don't 
have cable. <laughs> I, I mean, there's no reason to have cable these days. It mm. really, my opinion, personally. However, the only American Idol winners I can tell you were like the first handful of them. And if it's not one of those, I'm never. I'm not going to be able to help you. Well, uh, for Little Sweet, I'm voting for Ruben Stoddard. Yeah, that would. <laughs> unless it's a woman, what's her name? I don't think she won actually. Yeah, Ruben Stoddard is probably the better answer. Did you, did, ben, can you repeat the question? Because I, I want to know if they said winner. The character Little Sweet from Diet Dr Pepper commercials is played by what American Idol contestant? Oh, yeah, yeah, just a contestant. Contestant. Uh, what the heck was her name? William Hung. <laughs> she bang. She bang. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I met William Hung. We got to hang out uh, earlier this year. Oh, okay. In uh, Orlando. He's actually a nice guy. He seemed like a really nice guy from yep. the show. Congressman Clay Aiken. Uh, Is he a congressman? He ran for Congress and lost. Oh. Surprise, surprise. Interesting. There was a well, there was a girl. She came in like third, second or third place in the first couple of years. I'm trying to think of what her name is. Do you have like uh, a pre- unusual, really unusual name? Not, not, not. Okay, not like Fantasia. Not, uh, no, 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 not Fantasia. Okay. Uh, didn't she win though, or did she come in second? It doesn't matter. No. I, God, I can't think of what her name is. It's gonna bother me. She, she I think she went on and did like a bunch of. Uh, Oh, I know who you're talking about. Do you? Yep. That's probably not the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go with Ruben? Sure. All right. Uh, Ruben Is that... Stuttered? Is that her last, last name? Stuttered? Yeah. All right. I wish it was Ruben. That would be amazing. He'd be like, <laughs> I'm little sweet. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. It wouldn't work at all. Uh, <laughs> it would not work at all. No? There's nothing low about Ruben Sutter. But that, that's, that's, that's what perfect. makes it funny. That's, yeah, oh, okay. that's, the- that's what makes it funny. Okay. Uh, so when I first saw this commercial, because I, I have seen the commercial, and when I first saw it, I thought it was Chris Catan from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> it looks just like him. <laughs> It turns out it's Justin Guarini, the guy, uh, just Guarini's the answer I gave, uh, the guy who lost to Kelly Clarkson in season one. Yep, correct answer is Justin Guarini. Yeah, yeah you guys have, you have yeah. to YouTube these commercials. They are hilarious. They're terrible. Don't listen they're to them. Ama- they're amazing. <laughs> because the it, they're clearly biting off of Prince. Like, everything oh, about yeah. this character is Prince 100%. <laughs> and they Justin did it much of, is Prince? Except he's like six inches tall. Yeah, this guy's really short. He's a little sweet. Which is interesting because you know Prince is only like five three. It's but. it's yeah. like they mix they they took the concept of Lil Penny from the nineties, yeah, and turned and put, them into and Prince. turned it into Prince. Yeah, like, that's exactly what they did. These mm. these commercials are hilarious. Do not listen to Jonathan. They're not. That funny. <laughs> you you two one of them. You will not regret that thirty seconds of your life. I promise. I'll be the judge of that. Yeah. <laughs> I have regrets. <laughs> <laughs> no regrets. Sorry, I was eating a Snickers. All right, your second question in the round is in science. Science. This question comes to us from Matt Euler. Thanks, Matt. In 2011, Amar Bose gave a majority of his company's shares to his alma mater as a means to keep the company focused on research and development. What technology powerhouse was the recipient of these shares? He asks to the guy who works at a technology school. Well, it wasn't mine. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> That's one out. <laughs> one. 
these two guys they have they've never seen a little sweet commercial in their lives <laughs> they didn't even know if it was a male or female <laughs> i don't have cable devry <laughs> <laughs> if he'd done that they'd what? still probably be open Phoenix. i was gonna say what's that school where sally struthers did tv vcr repair <laughs> what <laughs> What? Do you remember those? They were ads in like the 80s. I'm locked in. Okay. So the guy's name we said was Amar Bose. I'm assuming that's like Bose speakers. That's what I'm guessing too. So I work in computer engineering and they're funding work here because they're trying to make things smaller. But I would assume it's going to be something along that those lines. So it's going to be Stanford, MIT, maybe Michigan. They also have a really good computer engineering program. The only other one that came to mind for me was Cal Poly. Uh, oh yeah, that's a good answer too. But I had um, yeah, I had MIT and Cal Poly. So, but I haven't heard of I can't say I heard of a big gift to Cal Poly, and I probably would have been aware of that having lived back right. there. What about Stanford? They have so much money. It's <laughs> you know, I know. You don't even have to pay to go there. I'm trying to think if I can think of anything on Stanford's campus that's like Bose Hall or. Wouldn't it be great if they had a Bose Auditorium and the acoustics were terrible? Irony, <laughs> 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 man. Yeah, that would be good. Um, it's just a matter of are they East Coast or West Coast? If it's going to be East Coast, it's got to be MIT. What else is out here? You know, right. I think that's where I'm going. MIT's the big dog out here. I, 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 I'm fine with MIT. All right, MIT, lock it in. I named the biggest technology school I could think of. I went with MIT. Correct answer is MIT. Nice. All right. Yeah. I was really hoping y'all were about to go Stanford. <laughs> okay, Georgia Tech can't get no love, guys. Jeez. Jerk, chase. Not on MIT level. Yeah. Touche. Touche, Whitey. All right. <laughs> Your last question of the round is in history. And of course, Jonathan's going to balk at this question too. This is terrible, Ben. I haven't heard it yet, but I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> what California island was nicknamed Ellis Island of the West due to the millions of immigrants processed there in the early 20th century? Why would I have a problem with that? Because Tim's from California. Oh. Oh. I think I have a pretty good guess here too, but you from Cal- being from California, I'll wait. <laughs> um, read it again for me. I was busy trying to figure out why I didn't like it. <laughs> what, what California island was nicknamed Ellis Island of the West due to the millions of immigrants processed there in the early 20th century? Sadly, I literally can only name one island off the west coast of the United States. A singular island is the only one I know. So even though I have no chance of being right, I have to guess it. So I'm locking in with Alcatraz Island. Okay. So, yes, being from the Bay Area, pretty sure it's Angel Island, also in the San Francisco Bay. There's a large immigration, or was a large immigration station there that actually some of my family members went through. So I'm, oh. I think we're pretty good with Angel Island. Okay, that's better than my answer. So you're locking in with Angel Island? Okay. Yeah. Correct answer is Angel Island. All right. You threw me off, Jonathan. I know. I just realized I was was so (laughs) not confident in my answer. I didn't even bother to lock in and keep it a secret. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. like, I'm just going to tell him what the wrong answer is. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even bother writing it down and locking it in. I'm just like, hey, this is what I got. If if you if this is right, then you're going to answer it anyway. Oh, oh my god! But if it's wrong, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I feel bad because I was about to make a joke while you like while you were talking. It was gonna, if there was a break in there. I was going to make a joke about how you were probably going to answer Alcatraz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, it's not so amazing, Ben. <laughs> terrible. Yeah, you know. Uh, okay, so I had gotten back a little bit and then lost it back. So. Scores going into round five are 100 to 88. Rich and Tim firmly in the lead. All right. Your fifth round starts with a question in geography. Come on. Be something I know. All right. The Harz mountain range, H-A-R-Z, is located in what European country? So much for that. (laughs) This question is Harz. It's singularly located in a single country. It's not doesn't touch any other country. That is correct. Could you spell it again? It's just H A R Z. H A R Z. Well, process of elimination. I can I can say it's not the Vatican. So I got that. All right, I'm locked in. I don't know how to spell that. Okay, I've got a list of some countries. Hars. That sounds to me to be either Scandinavian or Eastern European. It's also got to be a country that's big enough to fit a mountain range, but a mountain range that's small enough not to leak into other countries. <laughs> so the countries that I have written down are Finland, assuming that maybe it's way up in the north, Bulgaria, Poland, Hungary, and Bosnia and Herzegovina. Um, I don't know how big Bosnia is, but Hars, Herg is, I can't say that whole thing. I was in the re- region, and all I could come up with, the Czech Republic has a Z in it. Um, but yes, I, like it Bo- I like Bosnia-Herzegovina better. Yeah, that's that was the last one I thought of. I'm just trying to think. The root of that word just sounds, I don't know, harsh. Like it's uh, ours. That's That sounds very Scandinavian, but I feel like it would need another A in there. Mm-hmm. So maybe that doesn't make sense in that case. Yeah, Bosnia and Her—that's that's the best answer I have. I think you're—I think you're right there. Yeah, I say let's go for it. All right, all right. So I was in that same vicinity, and I was looking for countries that featured Z's, and so I spent a lot of time thinking about Bosnia Herzegovina, and then I was like, you know, the capital of Croatia is Zagreb. So they like their Z's too. And I like the problem I had with Bosnia Herzegovina Herzegovina is that it's this long, skinny country down the coast of the Adriatic. And I didn't like a long, skinny country to contain a mountain range. So I leaned towards Croatia, which is a more kind of a meaty country, like a round country. When you said Scandinavia, though, I, I, a part of me thinks this might be Iceland. That could self-contain something really well. So I'm worried that it's Iceland. Uh, I ended up saying Croatia. All right. Correct answer is Germany. Hmm. Well, there we go. Well, then. <laughs> there was your harsh sounding. Yeah, for sure. So I, f- I felt that the name of the mountain range was enough of a clue to guess the uh, region. And I was wrong about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Your second question of the round is in science. Arms. science. Arms. In 1975, an engineer created the first electronic camera while working for what company? What do you mean when you say electronic? You mean like not mechanical? You mean like a digital camera? Yeah, that's. I, I'm sure it's not digital, but mm-hmm. I, I do want to make sure I understand what electronic means. Maybe maybe it's like the first one with a microchip or something like that, right? First, uh, first digital camera. Oh, first digital camera. First digital camera. Originally, you said electronic. So, what was the difference there? So, my understanding of electronic is something that would use something like a microchip to do processing, which in that case would be using digitized okay. data. All so, right. it is the first digital camera. Okay. All right. So, I have two answers and i wrote one down and i'm actually now that now that the clarification has been made that it's digital i'm gonna move away and choose that one instead i'm locked in all right okay so i'm like 95 percent sure it's kodak yeah kodak is actually based here in rochester where i live mm-hmm. and i feel like i was just heard somebody mention this the other day we we get so much money from kodak here where i work uh researching things and i feel like i've heard this many times i'm really good with that because i had heard a story from a business exec talking about companies that weren't able to change and kodak was so ingrained in the Mm -hmm. film business that they they competed with fuji film hardcore and actually had all the patents to digital rights and mm-hmm. never used them and right. ultimately went bankrupt and were bought out for their digital patents that they never used or got so behind in the game. So I'm, I'm really comfortable with, with Kodak as well. So Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to be super disappointed if it's Kodak because the uh, – wording pushed me away from Kodak because because of falling behind on the digital side because I know their cameras were primarily mechanical uh and I was thinking about Polaroid because they invented the camera that would develop it at the same time and it seemed to me that the process of a cartridge transferring the image onto the film and all of that uh, was likely done through um, electronics as opposed to mechanically. So I actually changed my answer at the last minute from Eastman Kodak to Polaroid. The correct answer is Kodak. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> I mean, this. I think I'm sure this is entirely unintentional, but I feel like you're just gearing these questions towards us. You're asking like, the Rochester connection. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah, Kodak's based California here. California connection. <laughs> John's gonna be so the next me question again. is in Tim's family. You haven't, yeah. <laughs> family. You don't. You don't think I've noticed this? Uh, this either. Yeah. Like I said, I may or may not have been compensated. <laughs> All right, your last question of the round is in space. Wow, two science Final questions frontier. in a row. Final frontier. <laughs> yep. All right. Beetlejuice and Rigel are the two giant stars in which constellation? I'm locked in. What you got? <laughs> That's kind of how I'm feeling. I only wrote down one thing. I wrote Orion, and then in parentheses, I put spelt. 
Because <laughs> I don't know, is Orion the whole thing and Orion's belt just his belt, or is that a separate constellation? No, I believe the belt is part of the Orion constellation. That's exactly what I my initial thought was. I think the belt has three stars, though. It does. Uh, yeah, but... But those could be I, the brightest two of them. Right, exactly. And the only other really kind of one that I thought of was Gemini because of the twins um, and was thinking of the two stars. But I'm more comfortable with Orion. I think so, too. Okay. Then let's lock in Orion. All right. All right. Yeah, I asked for the clarification as well. The two, the two stars in that constellation in Gemini are Castor and Pollux. Oh, very good. Right. Uh, at least that's that's the twins they refer to. Um, I actually don't know if that's the name of the stars or not, but I assumed that it was. Regardless, uh, I ended up putting Orion. Correct answer is Orion. All right. All right. At the end of the fifth round, it's not looking good for Jonathan. Uh, scores are 120 to 98. In order to take a lead, I need to get everything right, and you need to get everything wrong. <laughs> it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, right? <laughs> In what central New Jersey town? <laughs> <laughs> that would not help me at this point. I got to be honest. <sighs> Your sixth round begins with a question from Michael Newman. Newman. <laughs> <laughs> Your category is games. All right. In a standard deck of playing cards, which king does not have a mustache? Oh, I really suck at these. I do have a deck of cards in here, but it's not open or out. (laughs) (laughs) I have one right there that is open and out. Literally, I could reach and grab it. All right, I'm locked in with my multiple choice answer. I feel like we've got a one in four shot here. All right. I feel like the King of Hearts definitely has a mustache. Okay. Well, then there goes my answer. Oh, shoot. <laughs> no, no. Uh, um, diamond? Well, there, something says to me diamonds, but. That would, that's, that would be my guess as well, because I feel like I realize the cards aren't like a good and evil representation, but I feel like the spades is like the dark. Mm-hmm. No, like he's got to have a mustache. Clubs, I don't know. These are these are really scientific guesses here. You're right, right. Hey, I'm I'm for diamonds if if that yeah, works for you. Fine. All right, lock diamonds in. Maybe he's got a pencil thin French mustache. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so you're locking in with diamonds. Diamonds, okay. They are a girl's best friend. I said diamonds. All right. Correct answer is King of Hearts. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I remember we referenced uh, a while back, probably a couple of years ago, that the kings in a in a in a deck of playing cards represent actual kings. I was looking that up just for yeah. It, it's ah. actually it's it's a backronym. It's not what was intended. It's a what? It's it's a backronym. People assigned those things to them after they were long created. After the fact, yeah. yeah. Mm. Gotcha. See, and I just, I thought the King of Hearts, for some reason, women find men without mustaches more attractive, but that's... Presently, it hasn't always been like that. You're right, yes. Let's not, let's not go there. Uh, Presently, I don't believe it's true as either. (laughs) Yeah, beards are big right now. Beards are big, but not singular mustache. 
I don't know. My fr- our friend Kellen Sowers would would greatly di- would greatly <laughs> disagree with you. <laughs> but he's got the you know the curly Q, the barber quartet mustache going right now. Ah. <laughs> uh. All right. Second question is in literature. Literature. No literature. Just got to feel it. Feel it. All right. Breakfast at Tiffany's was an amazing film. That film was actually an adaptation of a 1958 book by what author? Hated it. (sighs) I don't know. I, I, I unfortunately I feel like I've gone into brain shutdown. You know that feeling where just no good information is coming mm-hmm. to you? Yeah, that's I've hit that point and it's sad and depressing. This is in there somewhere. But it ain't coming out. <laughs> I could tell you who sings the song Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, I got that too. <sighs> I'm locked in with my incredibly awesome answer. <laughs> okay. So I'm pretty sure it's Truman Capote. Great. I don't know anything. Nope. Okay. Okay. I got deep blue something. That's all I know. (laughs) I think he wrote that prior to In Cold Blood. That's like 90%. Pretty big shift. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm fine with locking that in. That's fine. Okay. All right. Then we'll lock in Truman Capote. And I said, what about... Breakfast at Tiffany's. I figured that you were asking about the sci-fi version of Breakfast at Tiffany's and went with Isaac Asimov. <laughs> <laughs> it was wow. it was a very popular adaptation. <laughs> I don't even have a com- I don't even have a comment for that. Um, the correct answer is Truman Capone. Wow, good job, Tim. That's a good Thank point, you. man. I would never have in a million years guess that. Me neither. Obviously. All right. <laughs> Your last question before the final question comes to us from Matt Euler. Thank you, Matt. And it's in technology. Yeah. You serious? For real. Yes. Hey, you work in IT too, don't you? No, I'm the talker. <laughs> I'm the guy they bring in because I know how to make people smile. That's literally why I'm a good <laughs> IT guy. Every department needs one. You're the translator? Exactly. All right. Here's your question. www.466453.com was owned by what tech giant as their SMS search feature and was disabled in 2013? I'm locked in. All right. Oh, I actually know the answer to this. You said you're locked in? I am, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Google. I remember you used to be able to text it and they get like sports score updates and I'm sure there was more than that, but that's all I ever used it for. It's like the phone keys, right? So like, remember the back in the old days, like 1-800, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I just wrote out the phone pattern of, you know, yeah. ABC is two and four six six four five three is Google. Yeah, that makes sense. Locking in yeah. Google. All right. What's funny to me is I got Google as well, but I looked at it like it's leet speak because the fours look like G's and the yep. sixes could be O's. And, and so the three is a backwards the E. The three is an E. Mm-hmm. So I looked at that. And I'm like, that's leet. So I'm saying Google. All right. Correct answer is Google. There we go. That's interesting. I, w- I wouldn't have called it leet speak because wouldn't you use zero for O? 
You might, and but... use a seven for L. But. It is what it is, bro. I got the answer right. <laughs> <laughs> it gonna do what it gonna do, baby. It, it gonna do what it gonna do. <laughs> At the end of regulation, Tim and Rich have turned on the Jets. They have 140 points. Jonathan finishes with 108. All right. Your category for the final uh, round is Rockets. His wager's locked in, by the way, guys. So His wager's locked in. Okay. We can lock that in. I'm going to regret this wager no matter what. Yeah, right. All right. Here's your gauntlet question. Category again, remember, is Rockets. Oh, Rockets. Oops. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm to I'm say kidding. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no. All right. Here's your first gauntlet question. The Apple Pan... A 70-year-old diner in Los Angeles was the inspiration for what American franchise? What? <laughs> you know it? I guess. Oh. I'm locked in. We're locked in. All right. Second question. I want you to give me one of the years in which the Houston Rockets won an NBA championship. The year of the actual basketball game where they won? The event. Yep. I'm locked in. We're locked in. All right. Last question. The Axiom, A-X-I-O-M, is the name of a spaceship in what 2008 Disney Pixar movie? I'm locked in. We're locked in. All right. So now let's reveal our answers. First question. The Apple Pan, a 70-year-old diner in Los Angeles, was the inspiration for what American franchise? So the first thing I wrote down was Denny's because diner. And then I thought to myself, huh, what does that question or answer have to do with rockets? Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. There's a risk. Johnny Rocket. Okay. I locked in Johnny Rockets. We also locked in Johnny Rockets. So we're going to skip to the third question. The Axiom was the name of a spaceship in what 2008 Disney Pixar movie? We locked in with Wally. Eva. I said Wally. <laughs> All right. And the second question, give me one of the years in which the Houston Rockets won an NBA championship. What were you guys thinking? We weren't. Yeah, we weren't. <laughs> uh, not being avid NBA fans, we said 1986. 1986, a good year for basketball. I know that... Jordan, I believe that Jordan's championships for the Bulls were the 1991 season. I'm just going to say the year when the championship was 91, 92, 93. And then I believe 96, 97, 98, which left the window for the Rockets two championships of 94 and 95. I believe they beat the Magic in 95. So I said 1995. All right. So we review the answers in the same order. Uh, so the Apple Pan inspired the franchise Johnny Rockets. Yes. The, the Axiom was the name of the main spaceship in Wally. Yes. Very and good. the Houston Rockets won have won two NBA championships, the first of which in 1994 and the <laughs> second one in 1995. Yes. Yep. 86 was the Boston Celtics. Was that Hakeem Olajuwon? 
Uh, yes, that was the years ninety-five. Yep, yep, that was his uh, prime. So if you're gonna guess eighties championships, you you should only guess one of three teams. Now there mm-hmm. was a like random seventy sixers championship yep. in like the eighty-one, eighty-one Celtics, but Lakers. the Celtics and the Lakers, and then the Pistons yeah. in eighty-nine, yep. and like the Sixers in the early, and that's it. Yep, pretty much all the rest of them are Lakers and Celtics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, guys. What did you wager? We wagered four points. Four points, just like I predicted. <laughs> four points. But it didn't matter because I said, you know what? I'm behind. Screw it. I'm betting it all. <laughs> 108. 108. I figured there's so there's a little bit of strategy here. And the strategy from behind is if you think somebody's going to overbet you and try and defend against you betting at all then you go small right Mm -hmm. but nobody's gonna ever think i'm going big right so they're all gonna (laughs) bet small which means i need to go big and that's why i went 108 nice so i finished with 216 points you finished with 136 points it is another win for Jonathan. Jonathan. <laughs> Very nice. Very and nice. I lose Congratulations again. Uh, yeah. So bad at wagering. <laughs> the wager wouldn't have mattered yeah, in this case. Yeah, in this though. case, it wasn't the wager. It was oh, basketball. I and I, so honestly, I'm not great at basketball trivia, but general sports, like high level questions like that, I, I'll do all right at. You know what I mean? Yeah. So gauntlet questions are hard to come up with. Because you're trying to come up with three different categories of questions with a common theme tied to it. and My biggest fear was you were going to ask a legitimate space NASA space rockets question. question. Gotcha. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was worried about. Like, if you'd asked, I was like, okay, which was the, which was the fire? Which was the ah. moonshot? Which was the, and yeah. so those were the ones I was worried about. Yep. When you said axiom, I thought you were going to ask what that meant. And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was awesome. Uh, do you guys have time for us to read a couple of reviews? Sure. Definitely. Sweet. First review is by, hey there, Mark. And they said, I'm sad. Because I'm all caught up on the episodes. If Chris was as regular now as he was in the beginning, it would be six stars from me. Even if he was wrong about Under Pressure not being a Queen song and nobody caught him, check their album Hot Space. Hashtag Team Chris. Thank you. Hey there, Mark. Uh, We have a review by Adam Belt. He says, I reinstalled iTunes for you, Jonathan. (laughs) How much do I enjoy Trivial Warfare? So much, I finally reinstalled iTunes to write a review. And I hate iTunes. (laughs) Uh, Well-paced, lots of fun. Trivial Warfare is a staple in my podcast life. In the car, doing chores around the house. I've devoured episode after episode, and I am almost out of episodes to listen to. I fear I may have a panic attack when I reach the point of waiting for the weekly episode. I easily gave it five stars, a tenth of a star for each cringeworthy joke Jonathan delivers. (laughs) (laughs) Tie in the experience with a community that thrives on Facebook, and I personally feel like I have found my tribe. Thank you, Ben, Carmela, Chris, Trish, and Jonathan for hours of questions, discussions, argument, creative answers that make for an entertaining ride. Looking forward to more mental gymnastics in the weeks, month, and years to come. Hashtag Team Carmela, Adam Belt. Sweet. Thank you, Adam. And last but not least, this is from Powder Keg 2666 
They say they all think I am crazy. Just wow. I travel a lot for work, and I found you while looking for audio to keep me awake while driving and immediately loved the show. I love the fact that I know everyone passing me on the highway thinks I'm insane. (laughs) Screaming at the windshield when I know the answer. Thank you for an amazing show. You know what I'm grateful of this show? What's that? It's keeping so many people awake while they're on the road. We are saving lives. We're a life-saving podcast, Ben. Absolutely. I love it. That's actually how I found the show, because I was working nights um, for a company here, Mm. and just driving back and forth is just awful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's rough. I've done overnights before. Yeah, this show is great for plane rides, car rides, anything like that. Yes. Okay, and now it's time to do our promotions in the Trivial Warfare Army. First up, we have Stephen Marinelli. Stephen comes in as a new lieutenant colonel right off the bat. Thank you so much, Stephen. That's awesome. Uh, Also, we have a promotion from private all the way up to captain. Courtney Shaw, a long-term private, now a captain. Congratulations and thank you, Courtney. That's awesome. Uh, Will Gilbert is joining us as a captain, and Will did something Super awesome. Uh, I got an email from Will, and he says, So, Jonathan, I wanted you to know I've been listening for the past 13 months, and I want to make up for all the enjoyment that I've gotten without actually ever contributing. So he sent me payment in the equivalent amount of what a captain would be over the last 16 months and joined as an official captain. Will, my man... You made me tear up. I'm not even kidding, dude. That was amazing. Thank you so much. A lot of you guys know I'm in the middle. I just moved. I'm sitting in my new house right now. Let me tell you something. To have a check come in like that at this point in time, that was incredible. Thank you. Seriously, thank you so much. Uh, Dion Venter has joined us as a new lieutenant. Welcome and thank you, Dion. And last but not least, Rick Schmolke has joined us as a new lieutenant. Thank you so much, Rick. You guys know it. Our Trivial Warfare Army members are the lifeblood of this podcast. We can't do it without you. You are fabulous. Thank you to everybody who joined this week. uh, And thank you to everybody who continues to contribute and support us. You all are amazing. Uh, If you want to be like these amazing people, you can go check it out. Just go to TrivialWarfareArmy.com and see where you fit. All right. Well, before we wrap up, I do like to give everybody who comes on a chance to either do shout outs or promote a cause or share anything that they want to share. So, Rich, we will start with you. Um, No, just happy to be here. That's that's all. That's it. All right. (laughs) Well, that was easy peasy. We are happy that you were here as well. Uh, And Tim, your turn. Just say thank you to you guys. This was a ton of fun, but also to do a shout out to all of the food banks out across the country. I work at one and they are a great organization and have we have about 200 uh, sister organizations across the nation are all part of Feeding America. And if you get an opportunity to go in and volunteer or send a couple of bucks their way, they can do amazing work with it and helping feed um, neighbors in need. So, yeah. So just a, a plug for your local food bank. That is fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah, I've, I've actually done some work. I'm a process engineer, and I did some volunteer work at uh, Feeding Northeast Florida, which is a, a cool. subsidiary. And, uh, yeah, you're right. They do some 
just the stuff they do there is incredible. Like they make impossible possible. It's just, it's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. It, it's a, it is a cool world to work in. And, and even if you don't think the skill set you have, bring it in. All of the organizations can mm-hmm. use them. So thank you. <laughs> like, yep. even if you don't have skills, you have hands and feet and buddy, that's <laughs> useful. <laughs> yeah. True enough. <laughs> yep. Hands and feet are some of the best skills in the world. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that is going to wrap us up. So for Rich, for Tim, for Ben, I'm Jonathan. And this has been another episode of Trivial Warfare, where it's not just trivia, it's war. Bye, guys. See you. Thank you for listening to Trivial Warfare. To learn more about the show and become a warhead yourself, visit TrivialWarfare.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes or in any other good podcast app. And find us on Facebook or Twitter by searching Trivial Warfare. Warm It Up was written and performed by Matthew Stevens. This episode was edited and produced by me, Joel Sharpton. If you need help with your podcast, find it at propodcastingservices.com. Yeah, fourth round. (laughs) What was that? Your fourth round question. (laughs) What is wrong with you? I don't know. Spider-Man, historically, Spider-Man, in my opinion, is probably the best written comic book character in history. Mm. He is A, extremely powerful, but B, well written enough to where he's put in situations that he has to struggle, and C, has a real personality that people can relate to and is not does not get to come off as being super confident in himself and always ready to handle everything, right? right. He's the most relatable character and probably the best superhero of all time in my opinion. Hmm. That's interesting. I won't disagree with you, but I got to I got to throw out the Hulk. Yeah, I threw out the Hulk too. That's the wrong answer. <laughs> no, I mean like he's such a tragic character. He's he's incredibly well written. Maybe not as relatable because how many people Hulk out? But he's not that well written for most of his span, though. Most of the time, his comics are unreadable. There are some really good high points, like World War Hulk was fantastic. Oh, for is sure. Is that the one where he went to the other planet and yes. all that? Yeah, so, I, I've, so I've, that, I've, well, that was Planet Hulk. But when he came back, and he was really, really mad. Yeah, <laughs> that was World War Hulk. So Planet Hulk and then World War Hulk, those two together were great. Uh, yeah, my Great. friend was was taking. He was telling me through that story. He mm-hmm. was saying basically when he came back, he was unstoppable. <laughs> like nobody yes. could stop him. But before, I mean, <clears throat> for for years, his books were like, okay, this is me facing the same old villains in a boring way. I don't know. I always enjoyed it. I hear you. You're wrong, but I. I it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wait for that. You're uh. you're wrong, but I respect your wrong opinion. <laughs> All right, end of, end of the round.